This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Mystery. I have a question. Okay. You are in Massachusetts. Yes. Visiting Sarah's father. Uh, sure, yes. That's inaccurate? Well, Sarah's father is with us. Okay. You're on vacation with Sarah's father. There we go. Yep. And Sarah's father lives in? Massachusetts. And But you're not in the place in Massachusetts where Sarah's father lives. Accurate. You guys are in a beautiful Airbnb. Nope. In... Home, home of a friend of Sarah's dad's. Home of a friend of Sarah's dad's. Okay, and I'm looking at the, the landscape behind you. Yep. Looks like a bedroom. Mm-hmm. And what I'm seeing, camera right, Jack's left. Oh, yeah, scary. Is a tiny door, and <laughs> it's scared. like a doll-sized door, and now it's I'm like the si- it's a door in the bedroom that you're sleeping in Yeah, that looks like it goes into a room that's meant for small... Things that are about the size of like dolls. I was just talking. Have you seen the film Don't Look Now with Donald Sutherland? Uh, yes. I was just talking about that with Sarah's family, and now I'm very scared. Yeah, because who knows what's behind that door? And if it's the scary thing from Don't Look Now, right? I would hate that. And then, what if you entered that door and the little cavern in there suddenly start got like smaller and smaller and smaller? Yeah, and, like wet. And all of a sudden you slipped and you were going like down a, like a chute. Yeah. And then you find yourself like stuck in the presence of, like in the being of another human being. Like an inner space? Like in um, being John Malkovich. Oh, yeah. No, I wouldn't like that either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. That's a lot of possibilities opening up here uh, as we record today's episode. Um, Tanner, how's your boy? He's fine. What do you have to report? It's a huge event. Okay. Huge event in a man's uh, life. Today is his one month. Well, t- today is his four-week birthday. Okay. He was born four weeks ago today. Okay. Again, I'll remind you that you don't have birthdays except on the year. And, no, I can now say he's a month old. Okay. People are like, oh, how old's your baby? I'll say, oh, he's a one-month-old. Yeah. So he's a one-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. We went to the, our very first bookstore yesterday. Books. Familiar. We should probably actually believe all that. Okay. We walked down there and bought him some books. I bought him a biography of Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. meant for children. Okay. Not Bruce Springsteen biography that came out like two years ago. Okay. But this one's called Who Is Bruce Springsteen? And okay. it's like a picture book. about. Sounds kind of juvenile, but yeah. Well, he's a baby. Mm-hmm. It's actually meant for like a third grade reading level and he's reading it, so. Okay. And then other than that, he just poops a lot. He eats a lot. You know, he loves his papa very much. He likes you. Yeah. Okay. Because we do kissing and we do dancing and I sing that Mariah Carey song, Always Be My Baby, to him. <laughs> a it's a little on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I like that a lot. And, and how's your boy? Good. Is he enjoying his time in Massachusetts? Yeah, loving it. Run around on the beach. He likes the he likes the sand and the surf and the ocean life. Kind of the waspy attitudes, like snubbing his nose at the little people. Yeah, he told me. You know what he said to me yesterday? Was he was what? like, "I looked up the median house price on this island, and it's one point six million. 
Yeah. Oh, wait, no, that was Sarah's dad said that to me. Cyril said, boat. But he knows boat now. Yeah. New development. It's like, a, it's like a sea car. That's what I told him. They're the cars of the sea. Yeah. That's great, man. Wow. D- two dads. Yeah, just a couple dads. This has been dad talk. So I, t- I told you this before we started, but I'm in my co-working space that I record out of now in one of my soundproof phone booths. It looks pretty soundproof, man. It's got yeah, baffling all baffling over it. Yeah, on the wall, but then there's this big flimsy door behind me right behind where the mic is pointed. <laughs> and on the other side of the door is a conference room where there is, I would say, six to eight men playing Magic the Gathering. So we may pick up some stray audio coming in. I really hope so. Talking about the Planeswalkers, talking about tapping their mana. I play with a a blue deck only. Oh, really? Yeah. And remind me kind of what, what's the monotype for that? Uh, It's Planeswalkers. Yeah. And it's blue. Um, And And the the monotype? Oh, and the monotype is um, MTG. It's, It's islands. And it's islands, yeah. And... It's too complicated to get into right now, but I do know a lot about it, and I do play it often. Contro- and I know... Control deck, or um, no, I make my own. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. I can tell you're an authority. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about something I am an authority on, which is the Babysitters Club books. Nailed it. Segue. Okay. I'm gonna keep an eye on that door. My. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. When I look at when I focus in on you, I can't see because I'm just like a little picture right. of myself at the top of the screen. So if something came out of the uh, door. What was the monster in Don't Look Now? It was like a little like. Well, I don't want to spoil it, right? but it's just a scary monster. But it's the kind of thing that could come out of that door. What I'm going to say to you is this. Normally, I don't want you to interrupt me ever. Yes. And I, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But when you do, it is against my wishes. I'm going to put an addendum on that just for this record. If something comes out of that door, no matter what it is, even if it's like a a fun clown, interrupt whatever I'm saying and tell me that something's coming out of the door because you can see it and I can't. Even if it's a fun clown? Yeah, even if it's something that seems innocuous, like a fun clown. Okay. Or a happy doll. What if it's your wife and child sneaking up on you to surprise you? It, uh, that they Could wouldn't, they wouldn't, and uh, and that's a great example of something that I would want you to alert me to. Right, my child is in bed and asleep, and my wife has been told not to interrupt me and is eating dinner downstairs with the rest of the family. And if they come out that door, which and is their not, eyes are all white, yeah. So if that happens, that's a great example of something that seems fun, but I want to know about. Right, right away. Um, what we do is we introduce the show, and the way we do it is a very okay. small horse. <laughs> yeah, especially that. Okay. Uh, we introduce the show, and the way we do that is that I say, Hi, hi. And why, why? And welcome to the Babysitter's Club. 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 Mystery. Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is. Tanner Daniel Greenring. And every week we read and discuss another novel in the great mystery cycle by the great mystery herself and Mystery Martin, the Babysitter's Club Mysteries. This week we are going to be discussing a novel called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 17, Dawn and the Halloween Mystery. Doubly scary. 
Ooh. Scary because it's a mystery, scary because it's Halloween. Can't get scarier than that. Welcome, little babies. <laughs> Welcome to the House of Horrors. Yeah. Please enter our haunted house and enjoy the nasty surprises we have in <laughs> store for you. Uh, enter and prepare to be horrified. Also, just very quickly, I should say that my name is mm. Weed Lord. Oh, yeah. That's right, dudes and dudettes, surfer bros and surfer gals. It's me, Half Pipe. Yep, and that passage I just read is from the book. It's something Dawn says in the haunted house that she makes for the kids because this is a Halloween book and it's yep. a We Heart Kids Club mystery club book. Yeah. So let's and take it from the top. Okay. Hey, dudes. Hey, dudettes. Hey, no. Hey, non binary. No fuss, no muss. <laughs> it's me. Uh, half pie, and uh, my name is Weed Lord, and it's the We Heart Kids Club, Club, Club. Mystery, Mystery Club. Club. We say it any way we like, because we, like, we are California casual. So high, <laughs> we're very high on weed uh, yeah, and and pot and pot. Yeah, it's a triple threat. I did that thing where have you seen the internet video where that kid does the like weed wax? Oh yeah! And then he like freezes in time. Yeah, and keeps poking it. And he's like, "Oh god, I was paralyzed. I was frozen in time. I was just stuck in time. I swear to God, I was just stuck in time. Oh no, please, this is really not good." Do you remember yeah. that one? Yeah, I did that. I'm doing that. Yeah, it's called like a dab or something. Yeah, dab. What am I doing? Oh, I'm doing bath salts. Oh, that's the one where people like eat one another's face. Yeah, I just ate a face. It's got a new name. It's not called bath salts anymore. Yeah, that was bad marketing. Yeah, because bath salts is like a thing they sell at like Bed Bath. I'm doing crocodile. No, it's not called. That's something else. That's like a crazy like <laughs> Russian. Something fun and surfy. What's fun and surfy? Bath salts has a very cool, fun new name. Ooh, you know what it's called in the UK? What? Monkey dust. Oh, I just took a bunch of monkey dust mixed with weed. And I'm doing this whole thing on my longboard. So this is going to be loosey-goosey. It's the We Heart Kids Club Club, where we talk club, about the Wee Club Mystery Club. We talk about the We Heart Kids Club Mysteries. Last time we talked to you about Dawn and the Surfer Ghost. And this week it's a Halloween mystery. Halloween, you said. You say Halloween or Halloween? Enter, I commanded, <laughs> okay. and prepare. That's to what be Dawn says. Horrified. She does a good job with the. So, part of the B plot of this novel is that they're setting up a Halloween party. Right. And Dawn does a, a good job. Murder man on the loose. Dawn kind of. I'm going to be honest. We can be honest here, right? Um. Well, it, it depends, but yeah. Dawn kind of pissed me off this week. Okay. Well, that is too far. Yeah. I went, that's too far. You have taken it too far. Okay. Um, Our Dawn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know what? I didn't fully agree with everything that Dawn did this week. Mm, Okay. Explain. Is is that too far? No, you're walking a line, but if you can defend yourself, I think it's probably going to be okay. Okay. Here's one. But you need to say why, what she said or did that you disagree with. I got three things. Here's one thing. 
My school is great, and I've even grown to like Carol, this woman my dad is engaged to. We had our ups and downs at first, to put it mildly. Yeah, we know, Dawn. But you knew there was a but coming, didn't you? Here it is. But even though I love California, I am not totally, totally happy here. I miss my mom like crazy, and I hate being away from Marianne and my other friends in the BSC. Dawn, pick a fucking place. Pick a place, Dawn. Pick a place, Dawn. This is post the the trip. Yeah. The excursion where Dawn steals her dad's credit card. Yeah, and, and flies, flies back to Stony Brook. Because, like, Carol was, like, too nice to her. Yeah. <laughs> well, and because her dad uh, said that he was going to propose to Carol. Carol is so cool. I love Carol. Which he has now done. But the Carol... That is described in this book is not the Carol that was described in the main series. No, they like they like cooled her up a lot. They cooled her up a lot. Yeah, like, she's, she's like, like driving a Mustang now. <laughs> she's like driving a Mustang. She's got like perms. Like Don's like, oh, I don't like her because she's too hip. Yeah, Don's like, I need to get some of that manic panic hair dye. And Carol is like, get me some too. Yeah, I'll take the blue kind that turns your hair blue. Um, here's a like second Billie thing Eyelash. that Don does. She lies. She lies. Okay, and then you're a. Uh, um, She's talking to. Which who's the philosopher who doesn't like lying? Who says like lying is criminal? Kant. You're not allowed to lie. Kant. You're a Kantian when it comes. I to am that. a Kantian about that. Yeah. Well, she lies, but it's not just that she lies. You think it's the worst crime you could do? It's not the worst crime you could do. That's what you say. She does this bad lie where she says she's looking for something for her cousin, and then she slips up and says it's for her sister, and then the person's like, "Well, which is it?" And then she gets better and better at it throughout the book. And she's like, it gets easier every time I And she likes it better. She likes it. She's getting drawn into the darkness. That's why lying is bad. Right. And then here's my final thing that annoyed me about Dawn, Tanner. I don't know if it annoyed me, but it was weird. And we should describe this novel, but... The day before, since Sonny and I had both had sitting jobs, Maggie and Jill had gone to Palo City High to watch track practice and try to figure out which of the team members was the one who had bought a clown mask at the Halloween shop. We'll explain. We'll explain. Don't worry, guys. They'd spotted two who fit the clerk's description. I think it's the cute one, said Jill. The one who wins all the races. They're both cute, said Maggie with a sigh. Too bad they'd never look at us middle school girls twice. Don't forget, I warned her. Cute or not, one of them may be a hold-up man. Hold-up man. See? That's cool. I like that. <laughs> but why does she talk like that is my question. I, don't know. <laughs> I think, like, every now and then Ellen and Anne... Well, every now and then we forget that these books are a couple decades old. Yeah. But also, I think every now and then Ellen and Anne forget that they're 50-year-old women or whatever. And they, like, talk about how much they love, like, I love Lucy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dawn is, like, obsessed with I love Lucy. And in this one, they're, like... Oh, there was some the kids dressed as the Three Stooges. You know, yeah. Everyone's favorite like current <laughs> cultural artifact, the Three Stooges, and it's like okay. no one knows what the Three Stooges is. So Ellen. you think that was a real a real issue back when Anne and Ellen grew up was hold up men, hold up men, yeah. were ro- roaming the streets. <laughs> yeah, it was like Dick Tracy. It was like the Perch. I'm gonna tell you now, man. Baby Nation has been towing this line since we became Dawn enthusiasts. Yeah. They're like, oh, actually, Stacy's the cool one and Dawn's obnoxious. And we're like, no, you're all wrong. I'm starting to come around to that. You used to be so full of love for all these girls, and now you're just so full of hate for all of them. No, you that's not Mary true. You think Ann's obnoxious? You think Dawn's obnoxious? Yeah. You actually be saying you love Stacy. I, I am coming around on Stacy. Okay. Claudia well, is flawless. Find a new co-host. Okay. 
The day you come fully around on stage, you can find a new co-host. Well, Tanner, here's what we do, and I think here's what we do, is that we describe the books, then we do our review. That's the order. Okay. I know we've we flipped and we flopped a little bit. And I forgot that we do the review all together, so yeah. this is going to be a fun surprise for me. So let's bang this out real fast. I'm going to describe the book. Then you're going to describe the book. Then we're going to review the book. Then we're going to talk about the book. Okay. That's the order of operations. How do we do the descriptions? I describe it. You, you pull up 60 seconds. Oh, I'll tell you something that I did yesterday for, for I don't know why. I do not know what reason is I pulled up 60 second burger time and I played it for like 10 fucking minutes. Just for fun? I just wanted to see. In your free time? How, yeah, how far I could get. You were editing. I'm guessing you were editing, and you're like, "God, this sounds like." Yeah, a I was editing a little sister, and God, I got this bored. Sounds like a fucking blast. Yeah, and I decided to play a little uh, sixty second Burger Time instead, and it was fun. How many levels did you get? I can get to that level. I don't. They don't count levels, so I can get to that. You level. have to count them. Okay. Well, I'll tell you where I get to. And I figured out there's a there's like a cheat in the first level that you can do. Yeah, but, where you fall down the first pit. Yes. Obviously, that's the whole point of the fucking game, Jack, is to find the cheats. Okay, well, I can get to the level where like what you fall out of the door and you start falling immediately. And you have to like hit hard to the left. Yeah. I think that's level six. But I've never used the cheat. It's not a cheat. That's the point of the game. No, okay, I know, but I've done it the hard way. I think if I go back, I can beat that. Well, one. I'm glad you have to do this in your free time, and I get to do it in the comfort of the yeah. podcast. So that's how we do it. I'm going to describe the book. You describe the book. We review the book. We talk about the book. A lot of stuff about this book. That's what we do. That's who we are. We're Weed Lord. We're Half Pipe. It's the We Heart Kids Club. Club Mystery Club. My I'm, name is Weed Lord. Yeah. Um, so in the spirit of no fuss, no muss, I just wrote a real brass tacks description of this so we can move through it real fast. We don't have and to And you wrote it? it? Yeah. Okay. Um, just to kind of something quick to whet the Riddle Baby's appetites, and then you can kind of fill in the gaps. So okay. cue up some music, and then I will describe it. Are you ready? Yes, I'm queuing up music now, and I'm really looking forward to your description, Jack. Okay, here we go. Four young babysitters in Palo City, California, are about to face their worst nightmare. An ancient, shape-shifting evil that emerges from the sewer every 27 years to prey on the town's children. Banding together over the course of one horrifying summer, the friends must overcome their own personal fears to battle the murderous, bloodthirsty clown known as... Timmy's mother, Mrs. Ford. That's right. It was the lady at the hot dog stand all along. <laughs> Babysitter's Club Mystery, number 17, Dawn and the Halloween Mystery. Yeah. Any notes? Um, I don't sp- specifically remember them saying that this same crime happens every 27 years, but... I don't have any reason to believe that it doesn't. Yeah, they don't mention it, but one assumes that it does, right? It might. Yeah, and I don't have, I don't have enough information, and yeah. and Ellen didn't give me enough information, didn't paint a vivid enough picture for me. Yeah, but yeah, it could, and if I assume that that's true, then yeah, I think Perfect. that sounds about right. Nailed it. It was a little brief. Yeah, you didn't really hit the B plot at all. Oh yeah. Well, that's for you to do. Wait. You don't play 60-second burger time at all. I pull out a mystery clock. No, I know. Did you? Had you already figured that out? In my mind, I was like, how's he going to describe it while he's playing 60-second burger time? But that's not how we do it. No, I know. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna weave out of the. Why did I get to play last week? Yeah, I played last week. I'm gonna weave out of the temporal space around me. sixty like seconds of time. Bob and Fred, and I'm gonna. Th- <gasps> what? Yes, yes. What you're thinking is right, but don't say it out loud because it's okay. a mystery clock. And I've there was a, a mention clock. of. Um, the, did, can I read you a passage that really strongly resonated with the mystery clock for me this week? Yeah, please. It's very on topic. Uh, so the B plot is that the Dewitt slash Barrett household is looking for a home for the two families to move into. They drove for about half an hour, but Jesse told me it felt like days. The kids were excited about the mystery tour. Hmm. In fact, as Jesse put it, they were totally hyper. Every two minutes, one of them would ask, where are we going? And then another would ask, are we almost there? In answer to every question, the adults just smiled mysteriously and said, you'll see. Which drove the kids nuts. That is about the mystery clock. So they must have had a mystery clock because that's what it's like. As somebody right. who, who owns one and often deploys it. So you can't it... own it. Mm, no, I'm trying to put it in a way that you would understand. You're putting it in like four dimensional terms? Yeah. Like yeah. I, it, I have it. It has me. Yeah. Okay. We have each other. To right. you, that would seem like ownership. And can I somehow be involved in that happening? You are caught up in it. Everything is caught up in it. Yeah, that, what, that's what is happening when you describe the novel. I make you involved in the having. Are we there that's yet? That's a great way of describing it. Yeah, exactly. And it seems like days, doesn't it? Yes. Um, so I'm going to put 60 seconds on this mysterious clock that I happen to have handy. And during those 60 seconds, you are going to describe this novel and you are going to begin right now. Okay, it's Halloween in Palo City, and Dawn is shopping for um, Halloween costumes for herself and for um, Carol and for her charges and for um, this new boy called Timmy and these kids called Ryan and something. And she's at the mall, and uh, she witnesses a crime. Someone holds up a a general shop, and they run away, and they get all the money out of it, and Dawn is traumatized by this experience. And she um, wants to solve the crime because the, the Palo City has decided to cancel Halloween if the criminal is still on the loose and there's a 7 p.m. curfew. So she decides to solve the crime and um, she notices that that uh, this boy Timmy's dad is poor and she thinks, oh, the Timmy's dad is the criminal. Uh, but it actually turns out that it's Timmy's mom who isn't allowed to see Timmy because she's even poorer. B-plot is that um, the DeWitt and the Barrett household is looking for a new house back in Stony Brook, and they keep sending Dawn letters about the household. And time. Good job. That's it, right? Yeah. There's a party. I didn't get the party. So because of the curfew and because Halloween is, has the potential of being canceled, yeah. Sunny and Dawn and the other We Heart Kids Club members, who I can never remember the names of. Maggie Bloom. Maggie Bloom and Laura. Jill. Jill Henderson. Yeah. They decide to throw a Halloween party and haunted house at the school. So let's talk about this a little bit. Does the police state that is Palo City have the power to declare martial law, as they have, yes. and and create a curfew and cancel Halloween? It's a major national holiday. Yeah. Have you um, read the Stephen King novel, It? Yes. Yeah. That happens in that book, too. They just decide to, like, have a curfew so kids can't. Every 27 years or so, yeah, there's kind of this rash of child murders. Yep. And they, like, have a curfew so that kids can't go out after sundown. 
so this has probably happened before. Yeah. Yep. In Palo City. So it's just like, it's not like, a, it, there's no hesitation, right? Like, yeah. they're like, oh, it, the clown's back. Martial law. So you've solved the mystery, basically. Because normally, I would say, were I on the city council of Palo City, let's say I'm a newbie right. on the city council of Palo City. The young libertarian uh, council member, Jack Shepard. Okay. We have to have it as he's my name. It's Oh, it's you. Yeah. Okay. I'm just describing uh, you. All right. And now I would be like, and kind of your political views. I'd be like, hey guys, if you read the Fountainhead, legalize it, and by it yeah. I mean everything. Yeah, that's actually if I were a libertarian running for a libertarian candidate yeah. for presidency, that would be my slogan: legalize it, and by it I mean everything. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yeah, and by everything I mean the purge. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say. To them, I would be like, let's push back on this just for a second. Someone committed a robbery, so we're canceling Halloween. Halloween, yeah. And putting martial law and a curfew in place? Yes. <laughs> but <laughs> Oh, sorry, uh, Jack Shepard. My name is Congressman... Uh, Tanner Greenery? My name is Congressman Slick Wiener... <laughs> How come you always get cool names? Slick Wiener, uh, Horny Horse. <laughs> wow. Stallion, Horny Stallion, mm -hmm. Thick Stallion. There we go. Uh, my name is Reginald P. Thick Stallion. Okay. Congressman. Mm. It's Councilman. Seems like you're having a lot of trouble with your name City, and title. My name is City Councilman Cong uh, Reginald P. Thick Stallion. Yeah, and I've been a councilman at this in this town for close to forty years now. Okay, and yeah, I've seen every twenty-seven years this happens over and over again. And boy, if you had been here for the last one of these, you'd be singing a different tune right now, boy. Because okay. let me tell you something: it is not pretty when those streets are bathed in child blood. Okay, okay. When the clowns come. Okay. Okay, well, and what was your name again? Jack. Jack, Jack Shepard. Jack Shepard. <laughs> yeah, Jack Shepard. It's like in the dictionary. Huh. Shepard. Well, let me tell you something, <laughs> Jack Shepard. <laughs> yeah. When you're swimming through child blood, yeah, to get into the city council mm. uh, building, yeah, chambers, mm -hmm. you'll be singing a different tune, my friend. Okay. Were you like me once? I was once like you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young, stars in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Thought there was no need for militarizing the population of Palo City mm -hmm. and keeping the National Guard on call at all times. Just because of one clown running through, making a mess of I things. I was once like you. Yeah. And I thought, curfew. Yeah. We have no need for a curfew in Palo City. Yeah. I was once like you. What and was your name again? Jack, Jack Shepard. What was your little name Jack again? Shepard. Like the guy Jepard. from Lost? Let me tell you something, Shepard. <laughs> yeah. Once the clowns come out, yeah. you'll be singing a different tune. Okay. All right. Noted. And just before we adjourn for the evening, um, what about my second proposal? Let's hear it. Legalize it. Yes. Hell yeah, <laughs> brother. <laughs> All right. And I brought two witnesses just to kind of help push it through. Their names are... Hey, I'm uh, half pipe. 
Yeah, my name's Weed Lord, and I'm here to legalize it. By <laughs> it, I mean everything. Guns. Oh, and weed and everything. <laughs> yeah, and murder for 24 hours. <laughs> and scene. Except taxes. Oh, okay, good. We're not legalizing taxes. We're abolishing them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. And homeownership. Yeah. And I'm a free man. Copies of Ayn Rand for- Am I being detained? Every household. And copies of what? The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand. Yes. And Atlas Shrugged. And Atlas Shrugged. Is there any other libertarian sort of like uh, manifestos? Probably, man. Um, Anarchist cookbook, am I right? No. Let's- Sorry, libertarian baby bees. Yeah, we love you, and we kiss You're, you. You seem and great, and you have. I love the weed stuff. That seems like a lot it. of fun. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of guns, but yeah. like whatever. I love your guys' stance on weed, though. It's so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> Dinner. I think what we should do is legalize it. Yeah, hell yeah. No, is review this novel. Okay. So here's what we do: is Tim Cook has um created a portal within his iBooks. Uh, okay, it's like Mortal Kombat. It's a lot like Mortal Kombat where and I'm, each week, I'm Johnny Cage. Two gladiators. Sonya. I'm not Sonya. I'm Raiden. Jax. No, you have to be an American. I'm Raiden. Okay, fine. I'm... Um, you can either be Jax or What's the military guy? Jax. Okay, I'm Jax. With the, with the metal arms? Yeah. Yeah. I'm Jax. Can I be Raiden? No! Okay. I think he's from, he's the only one who's actually from the Mortal kombat verse. Okay, fine. Then I'm Scorpion. Just, Get over here. That's just so, like, played. Okay, fine. I'm Jax. You're Jax. Jax is cool. Fine. So it's like Mortal Kombat. Uh, Tim Cook has opened up a portal inside certain copies of the Babysitter's Club Mysteries. And every week he chooses two gladiators to pull through the portal into his world where they gladiate with their words. Yes. By which I mean writing a review for iTunes of the book. <sighs> Riddle Babies, it's not cheap, this no. process of uh-uh. opening these portals and Mm-mm. sucking two gladiators in to do this dirty work. Yeah. And if you need to make a $1,000 computer monitor stand to cover those costs- Yeah. That's just the price of doing That's business. That's how it works. Yeah. So can we just drop the $1,000 monitor stand thing already? Yeah. Like, do you want these fucking reviews or not? Because this is how, if you want to make an omelet, you got to crack a few eggs. Yes, and we're the eggs. And this and the, is the omelet, and I hope you enjoy it. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> do you think that $1,000 computer stand thing is still going to be fun and relevant in like two weeks when this episode comes out? <laughs> I doubt it. Yeah. Um, here's what I would like to do is review this novel... I think I'm thinking I'm thinking four stars. Okay. And this is because you're fed up with Dawn. Yeah, I'm just I'm Dawn and I are are having trouble. Here's what I'm thinking. Okay. Five stars. Five stars. Okay. Great. And here's why. Yeah. Fun book. Fun book. Okay. Fun to read. Very gripping. Okay. All right, so we'll do Good I'll, mystery. I'll give it four stars, you give it five stars. No, we're gonna, unacceptable. No. Okay, fine. Let me sway you to five stars. Okay. Good book. Fun to read. Killer clowns. Gripping. Great mystery. Guns. Okay, fine. 
So the guns is what swayed you. It was the so guns. you really are libertarian candidate. <laughs> the guns is what got me. And here's what I want to do in a review. I'm going to give it five stars and we'll workshop the title. But what I particularly want to do, Tanner, is in our review, I want to mimic what Ellen did in this novel, which is that she showed us both sides of the clown. You seem like you're looking. Is there something coming in the door? And you said you do want me to tell you if there is? You do. Even yes. if it seems nice? Especially. Okay. There's nothing coming on the door. Why would yeah. you say it like that? Okay. I want, as Ellen did, to show the readers of our review both sides of this clown. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like the... Both sides uh, of the clown. There's a dark side to the clown. There's a bright side to the clown. I want to show both sides. So let's... Um, well, what, what about for the title? This book shows both sides of the clown. Okay. This great book. I love that. And you're capturing this? I'll capture it. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay, so I've rated this book five stars. It's great. It's great. And the, But save that for the sign No, but Tim Cook says when you hit five stars, Tim Cook comes out and he goes, it's great. It's great. So, okay. And then I'm going to write a review. And the title that we agreed on, I think, is this book shows you both sides, shows you both sides of the clown. Exclamation point. Okay, so here's how I would start. And bear with me because there's a turn. I haven't had this much fun with a clown uh-huh. since I went to the circus as a little boy. And, and I haven't had this many spooks from a clown. From a clown. Since Pennywise and who's that? came out of the sewers... And got me with his big teeth. Yes. And so you're, you're Georgie. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you think that works as a beginning? And that shows both a, sides of the clown. I think that works as a beginning. Okay. And then here's my something I would like to add. Okay, great. I do not think iBooks reviews are an appropriate place to get political. Okay. But. And then I'll say Goodreads when I put this on. Yes. What about I don't do not think these reviews. Okay, so can I just stop you real quick? Yeah. I did see some movement behind you, and it wasn't coming from okay. the door. Okay, because I can't see. I can't see the. I can't see the door because I'm. It wasn't I've got coming the, from I, the door. It actually came from the other side of the room, and it looked like a small animal or something flew through the. That's frame. bad too. That's bad too. Okay, listen. When I'm writing the review, I'm in iBooks. I know. Okay, sorry. But, so I can't see shit. So if you, you see finish? something, you tell me. I will. Okay. It's a tiny door. It's a tiny door. It's it's like a doll sized door, like a tiny door. Did you finish my passage? Okay. I do not think these reviews, I'm going to say these reviews because I put them on Goodreads. And yes. I want everyone to follow me. an appropriate me place to get political. On but. Goodreads. Yeah. I do not think these reviews are an appropriate place to get political, comma, but. If I may get on my libertarian soapbox for just a moment. And this review is being published in your name, correct? Yes. Yes. <laughs> for just a moment. I would advocate strongly for the legalization of either uh-huh. hard drugs or all guns okay what about weapons all weapons okay if i knew that malicious clowns were terrorizing the streets of my i think we can all get behind that we're terrorizing the streets of my town now let's say something nice about and then just really quickly just to drive that home and then we can say something nice to be clear yeah okay i I, jack (laughs) shepherd jack shepherd am a libertarian Am a libertarian. Yes. 
Okay, and then okay, and then we say something nice about it. Oh well, no, we should say because it's from both of us. And I'll just do parentheses. And Tanner is Daniel progressive, and liberal. Tanner Daniel Greenring, who is also kind of progressive, writing this review. Am very very liberal slash are a libertarian. So what I have that sentence is, it's complicated, but it's, to be clear, I, Jack Shepard, parentheses, and Tanner Daniel Greenering, who is also writing this review, am slash are a libertarian, and then the S is in parentheses. Yes. Okay. Great. Um, Now let's just say something nice and stick the landing. About Dawn, probably. Uh, Loved the... Legalize it. Legalize it, and by it we mean Halloween parties? And by it we mean this exceptional novel from Ann M. Martin and Ellen Miles. Great. Ann M. Martin. Line break, line break. Ellen Miles. M dash. Weed Lord and Half Pipe. And Half Pipe. Yeah. We love this one. Open parentheses. P.S. We love this one. Okay. Do you want me to read it back to you? I might have some edits. Just some quick edits, but okay. read it back. I'm not open to edits for the most it's part. Just very we'll quick see. edits. It's just removing. It's not even okay. changing. It's removing. Title. This book shows you both sides of the clown. Yes. I haven't had this much fun with a clown since I went to the circus as a little boy, and I haven't had this many spooks from a clown since Pennywise came out of the sewers and got me with his big teeth. I do not think these reviews are an appropriate place to get political, but if I may get on my libertarian soapbox for just a moment, I would advocate strongly for the legalization of either hard drugs or all weapons if I knew that malicious clowns were terrorizing the streets of my town. To be clear, I, Jack Shepard, parentheses, and Tanner Daniel Greenring, who is also writing this review, am slash are a libertarian. And can I just, a proofreading kind of yeah. thing here? Yeah. That's that's a mouthful. It's a, that doesn't scan. It's yeah. just like, that is so like awkwardly phrased. Yeah. I would just cut it down to I, Jack Shepard. Okay. I think the Tanner Greenring is implied. Look, I gave you your five stars. You give me this. Trust me on this. And then it says, legalize it. Yep. And by it, we mean this exceptional novel by Anna Martin and Ellen Miles. Yes. Weed Lord and Half Bite. Yes, we love this one. Yes. And then so, let's make that quick edit and then just, I think it's good to pub. I already hit some. Okay. Okay. We'll mark that one as unhelpful. <laughs> okay. Um, we're going to take a break now. Yeah, we're going to take a break. We've done so much talking about this book. Uh, okay. That's already vaguely true. There's a clown. <laughs> All right, goodbye. Mystery. Tanner. Jack. During our break, I went downstairs where my family is watching the life of Brian without me. And were they still there? And they were still there. And I made them pause the movie. And I said to Eric, who is my Mm brother-in-law and whose room I am recording in, I was like, you know, you got a creepy door in your room, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah two creepy doors. <laughs> okay, and there's a second one. <laughs> there's a second one. And where is it? It's uh, slightly off camera. And then he was like, and you know what else? That room reminds me exactly in the way that it is furnished of a haunted house I once went into that was based on the film Annabelle. Oh, okay. 
I'm going to keep an eagle eye on that door while we Please do, and also just any kind of peripheral areas, because there's a second creepy door. Well, I did see on the left side, I saw something flip through the field of vision of your camera. Okay. Over by the window. You see the window to my left, Jack right? Yeah. I yeah. saw something fly something by fl- that. Flitted, you would describe it, it flitted. as? Flitted. Flitted. Okay, that's bad, I think. Okay, well, I guess I'm having a Halloween mystery of my own. Do you say Halloween or Halloween? Halloween. 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 I had to think about it for a second. Halloween. Okay, so what we're going to do now... This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Who's that? Halloween. Who's that? Who's that? that? In this town we call home, everybody hails to the pump. King. I don't remember how the Was that Les Miserables? Oh, it's from Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. Um, what we do briefly now before I turn things over to you, Tanner, is uh, traditionally we predict whether, well, we say whether we predicted who did the murder by chapter five. And I think we have a fun way of introducing that. Yes. 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 Shall I call her in? Please. Liz. 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 Can you come into the tiny phone booth in this co-working space with me, please? And yeah, hi. Can you do the song for the guessing? Or mystery? feel free to emerge from the creepy door if you prefer. Or if Jack's. Oh, you're here. Okay. Okay. She's gonna do it here. Okay. So Liz is gonna sing the new theme song to Guessing the Mystery, the hit segment about how we guess what the mystery is. And is it based on Sarah McLaughlin? It's based on the Sarah McLaughlin song. Yes. About guessing, uh, Jack sh- and Tanner, guessing the mystery. Work it out five chapters in. Jack and Tanner, guessing the mystery. Reviewing it so thoughtfully. I said, uh, no. Oh, okay. no. no. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Thank Liz. Liz. That was very good. Um, and I didn't know that Sarah McLaughlin's song was about these books. What do you mean? It's called it's Guessing a Mystery. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I do know that and I feel like an idiot. So this is where we say whether or not we guess the mystery. This was a tough one. The segment is that after chapter five, no matter what, no matter where we are, no matter what's happening in our lives, we stop, we pause, and we write down what we think the mystery is going to be. And we're yes. honest. Yes. And I did write it down and I want to say right. I want to say up front that my answer did not take into account that it could have been a girl. Yes, okay. And I'm, I'm guessing we had the same answer. Because mine didn't take into effect that it could be a girl or a woman, yeah. Jack. Yeah, or Sorry a woman. to get progressive on you, but... So Dawn witnesses a clown murder. And this clown murders somebody, and Dawn sees it, and... Bites a boy. He wasn't that tall. Kind of like bites a boy in Pulls half. up this boy into a sewer. Yes, and Donna's like, well, he wasn't that tall. That's the only thing I could see. And so my prediction was, and I will read it now, it's a kid because he's not as tall as a man, maybe the brother of the boy with the troubled dad. Okay. And it was the wife. He didn't have a brother. And he didn't have a brother. But we didn't know that at that point. My guess. Yeah. I highlighted the image at the top of chapter six that says chapter six, and here's the note I left on it. Prediction. The clown robber is the kid's dad trying to make ends meet. There we go. And it was the mom. 
And then three pages later, I highlighted a passage, and here's what it said. Could you describe them? Asked Sunny, flashing him another one of her irresistible smiles. Let's see, said the boy at the mask shop who sold the clown masks. Cute. There was a guy like my age. He had longish brown hair and, hey, I remember, he snapped his fingers. He must have been on the track team at Palo City High because he was wearing one of those shirts and he left on a skateboard. Great, said Sonny. Who else? Um, a guy who must work at Hank's Flowers Basket down the road. At least he drove off in one of their vans. I nodded. Terrific, I said. He shouldn't be that hard to find. Eh. And the last one was this tall blonde woman, he went on. I don't yeah. remember anything else about her, though, he said, scratching his head. And I took a note on that passage and said, oh, fuck, never mind, amending my prediction. Yeah. It's the kid's mom. No, and I knew that then. But that was after chapter five. Mm-hmm. And that was when I knew that I it didn't Anne occur to me. and Ellen tricked us. They waited until three pages into chapter six Just, to, to give it yeah. away. And now I look like an asshole because I apparently don't think that a woman could wear a clown mask and rob a Halloween store. You don't think women can do crimes. Well, we know that women can do crimes because Stacy does tons of them. Okay, so, so we both thanks, got it Anne. Wrong. Thanks, Ellen. Uh, the criminal was a lady. And neither of us claims the bounty. And neither of us claims the bounty. And it, Or as it, Jeff and his friends call it, the booty. <laughs> do they? Yeah, at the beginning of the book, they're talking about going to the rich neighborhoods to trick-or-treat. So to they claim the booty? Booty. And that stuck out at you? Yeah, because it means um, butts. 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 Yeah. Okay. Then you feel better now that you got it out? The booty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I have a new I have a new segment. Okay. Let's hear Not it a then. new segment. Okay. I have an old <laughs> segment, but I wrote a poem for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This has been a real roller coaster. <laughs> Do you remember how we used to do gothic poems for all of our segments? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and still do. Of often do. Often do. Yeah. And if you want to do a new one, you write a poem for it. May I? Please. And let's see if you can guess from the poem what the segment is. Okay. It's a tried and true segment that we both love. Great. So little cause for joy or good or such exuberant songs should grace the pages of this book or anywhere belong. Yet joy and good we still find though. Her song rings out for miles. She blesses us and expels our woe and we are struck with smiles. That's very good. And is yeah. it where we talk about our Ellen Miles moment? It's a, uh, yeah. Smiles for miles, frowns for downs? Yep. Does that get complicated now that you have a, a child named after the... After Ellen? Yeah. I don't think so, because he's actually named after Tails from Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay, good. Um, I loved it, and I love that you wrote a poem beforehand rather than... And I only wrote the Smiles for Miles part, so if you have a Frowns for Dimes, you're going to have to write your own poem. And I can okay. tell you the Thomas Harding, I think, po- poem it's that I It's got to be Hardy, on. dude. It was the... the hard's got to be Hardy, not Harding. What did I say? Harding. Thomas Hardy. Harding? The Darkling Thrush Okay, is the poem it's based on. So if you want to write a Frowns for Downs version of it, yeah, you may. I've got to use that same poem. You, it's a long poem. There's plenty of other passages from that poem that you can probably pull a Frowns for Downs out of. 
Yeah. But I only write the smiles for, for Miles' part because that is what I managed to capture this week. Yeah, and it it's is my Thomas Hardy smiles for Miles, Ellen Miles, Thomas Harding, and you say Harding just every time, but it's not, and it is Hardy. And here's and do you want mine or? Well, but I just feel like we I, we we haven't got to a point of closure where you admit that I'm right and I know who Thomas Hardy is, and you're wrong when you say that it's Harding. Thomas Harding is one of my favorite poets. Thomas Harding? Harding. You keep saying Harding and it's Hardy. I'm not saying Harding. You are. Thomas Harding. No, the way you're saying it kind of leaves it open to hedge your bets a little bit. Is it because there's an actor called Thomas Hardy, I think. My boy kind of looks like Tom Harding. Have you noticed that? Do you follow my boy? There's on no one called Tom Harding. Uh, no. The actor, he played Bane. I think he's called Tom Hardy as well. Tom Harding. I just, okay, I'm going to move on. And I don't think your boy looks like Bane. He really does look like Tom Harding. It's Tom Hardy. There's something about the quality of my son's <laughs> face that he looks exactly like famous actor Tom Hardy, except a baby. Okay. <laughs> it's weird. That is weird. Here, yeah. I'm going to send you a photo. Is it going to, I'm going to have to look a lot of baby acne? <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to look a lot of baby acne. Do you follow my son on Instagram? No. Yes. Yes. Look at that picture of Tom Hardy that I just sent you in that vulture clip. Okay. Tom Hardy is Doug Lyman's mountain man. Okay. Don't don't ignore the article. It's okay. He's got a real uh kiss me face. And then look at this picture of my boy. Okay. And tell me that they don't look like the same. He's got a real kiss me face too. They look pretty similar in a very <laughs> vague, weird way. Yeah, I could see it. <laughs> yeah, I could see it. They got the same eyebrow vibe. It's fucked up. It's fucked up that my boy looks like famous actor Tom Hardy. Does he talk like Bane? He does a lot. I was born in the darkness. Well, when he he farts a lot. Yeah. And when he farts a lot, he says to me, Papa, <laughs> I was born in the farts, molded by them. You merely adopted farting. That's good. <laughs> Uh, Tanner, what was your Smiles for Miles moment? Oh, shit. I forgot we were doing a thing. Here it is. Okay. Jesse is over at the Barrett's house. Mm -hmm. Jesse headed upstairs with Marnie. Oh, this was mine, too. This is mine, too. I loved (laughs) this. This is fucking great. Sorry. Carry on. Yeah. Ellen had like a moment of greatness with this passage. Yeah. Jesse headed upstairs with Marnie, changed her, and then went looking for Buddy and Susie. She found them in Buddy's room. He's eight, and his room is decorated in what Jesse calls... Early American Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I honestly, I captured that passage and I was like, uh, this isn't a fucking peep book, is it? It's fucking great. Like, that's such a brilliant phrase. Early American Ninja Turtle. It's perfect. I was going to ask you if that was your style. Yes, to a point. At some point, my mom took over. I think yeah. she decided I was too much of a boy. And she was like, okay, no more Street Sharks. No more Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Uh, we're giving you a classy bedroom redesign. And, it's and it was be Peace Frogs. American West themed. Oh, okay. So she put like horseshoes everywhere and like Roy Rogers shit everywhere. And I was like, I am not interested in this. I had, so my room had, the main thing that it had was a very large poster of Jarvis Cocker from Pulp giving <laughs> the, the V sign to everybody. It was like, fuck you. And it had that um, poster that was like all the Pink Floyd album covers. No, but they were painted on women. Not that butts. No, not that. And then I had cut out of I think the I think it was the first issue of Details magazine. That's good. 
Tom York. That's still around. From Radiohead wearing an ill-fitting suit. Oh, Tom York from Radiohead. And Shirley, uh, Shirley Manson, is that her name? From, from Garbage. Garbage, yeah. And I had I had cut them so that they I could We're put kissing. the pictures. No, I put the pictures over my drawers so that the drawers would still open. So they were like, it was cool as hell. Yeah, it sounds cool. That was cool. That was cooler than your mom decorated your room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And my Jarvis Cocker was given the V sign, which means "fuck you." I don't care about. I it meant you. victory. No, in the, you're in telling Jarvis... me that when Church Winston Churchill got off that plane, it's different when Winston did it. Okay, Tanner. Oh, we got another segment that we got to hit. Another segment. Yeah, and it's got we got to call someone else in. Oh, I I only had Liz here. I've got well, I have. I'm going to see if Karis is here. Oh God, I hope she doesn't come out of that little tour. <laughs> and so but, here's a question. Yeah. If Karis comes out of the door, yeah. do you want me to tell you? Because you said anything comes out of that door. I think you should tell me. If Karis comes out. Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Call okay. her. I'll just say her name three times. Just say it three times very quickly. Karis. 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 Jack, Jack, Jack. Don't turn around and don't look okay. and close your eyes. Yeah, don't okay. look and don't close your eyes. Yeah. But Karis is coming out of the door. Is she crawling backwards? She's crawling backwards. She's doing like the crab walk. Okay. Karis. And she does have, um, like, a ukulele. And blood coming out of her eyes? And her eyes are all white, and there's blood coming out of her mouth and nostrils. Okay. And she is setting up as though she's going to perform. Karis, before you settle in, and I'm not going to turn around, could you do a gothic version this time? Oh, yes, please, Karis. And not the old one? Not the old one, and please do a gothic version. Because now we do gothic versions. Yes. Of everything. Is she, is she, what is she doing? And she's doing it. Okay. <laughs> Can you hear them knocking, knocking? Girls who keep the cradle rocking Show their fear and pain and wonder As their world is torn asunder can you hear them buzzing, crying? Can you feel their bonds untying? Try to free them from their prose. Show them to us now, Swallow. And I said, ah. Swallow me down, uh, and that's that loving sound when I hug Annie, it makes me feel happy, cause I love these books and there's such a bounty, from OGs to super special to mysteries, it's what I read instead of church on Sunday morning, and I went, uh, uh, swallow me down, uh, and that's oh, that that's loving, that loving sound. sound. Oh, and then Aaron, who sent that in, that show, Aaron, baby B. Aaron wrote that for me and emailed it to me emailed it to us but included the subject line for tanner's eyes only so that was new to you right and i didn't read it and that's from baby b aaron i don't know what it says about me but i want you to know i want the world to know i saw an email come into our joint email account the subject line said for tanner's eyes only all caps jack do not read and what i did was not read it and I would like for you, listener, to, to reflect saying, goes on whether, yeah, I'm not, I'm not making a value claim about it. Yeah. 
So did this person say like, "Hey, I know that Karis is probably working her on a new no. gothic segment, and so I'm gonna do the swallow me down part yes. of it." Aaron wanted me to be able to sing the entire verse of Swallow Me Down, but with BSE lyrics. Uh, I hope this isn't the first episode of the show that you're <laughs> listening to. Um, <laughs> this is our hit segment, uh, but now with a gothic poem, but also somehow the Swallow Me Down part of it is, by Sublime is, has long. followed yeah, as well. Thanks Aaron. to Baby yep. B, Aaron. Um, so thank you, Karis, and yes. thank you, Aaron. This is our hit segment where we talk about the classic... Babysitter's Club cover art by Babysitter's Club art director Hodges. Swallow. Swallow. Um, I'm going to pull up my my copy the here. The cover now. art is unremarkable. I'm going to warn you now. I, I don't see The art itself is unremarkable. Is it? What is remarkable is that this is the scene of all the scenes in this book, yeah. which include clown murders. This is the yeah. scene that Hodges has chosen to depict. And it happens in the book. It does happen. It does happen. It's it's the beginning of chapter 14. Yeah, you want to read the passage? Ooh, what do we have here? I watched with pleasure from the sidewalk as the woman at the door smiled at my charges, complimented them on their costumes, and dropped goodies into their bags. I might not have approved of all the goodies going into the kids' bellies, but for once I wasn't going to say a thing about how bad sugar is for your teeth and body. I was just going to let the kids enjoy their day to the fullest. I smiled as Steffi, Clover, and Daffodil came tripping back to me. I was taking the girls around for trick-or-treating while Sonny took Eric, Ryan, and Timmy around. And that is what is depicted here on this cover. It is Dawn with her three babysitting charges trick-or-treating. But there's a monster. What do you mean there's a monster? Oh, my God. There's a... There's a there's pervert. A, there's a pervert. A pervert. There's a pervert on the cover yeah. of this book. Jack, I so I didn't give Hodges enough credit. <laughs> well, so this actually happens in the book too, though. There's a pervert in the yeah. book. Yeah, yes. There's a passage, no, there's in the a passage book about, in, about this about the as pervert, well. But I failed to even notice the pervert the yeah. first time around because Hodges has hidden this pervert. Yeah, into the cover of this book so well. I thought I had read the passage that described the cover of this book, Dawn taking three babysitting charges yeah. out, and they're all like, they're all admiring their candy, and Dawn is kind of like wary about this child murderer clown on the loose. And then st- stage left, there's a pervert, it's a pervert, presumably masturbating behind like a beautiful adobe house. And what they do, what Hodges has done here, is Dawn is wearing such an astonishingly bad outfit yeah it's like denim on denim it's denim on denim the pants don't fit the fucking effort into shirt is too long i think she's supposed to be pippy long socking i guess looks like but also this doesn't happen in the book jack no so there is a passage in this book where dawn is taking the girls out trick-or-treating and she looks into timmy's backyard and sees a clown but she doesn't right. see a pervert in a trench coat and a fedora and i think and i haven't looked so somebody else is going to have to look for me. But I think this pervert in the trench coat, it's the same pervert in the trench coat who is walking out of the jewel store in Jesse and the Jewel Thieves, a novel that famously Hodges didn't even paint. Right, that was Dan Brown. Dan Brown did it. So what's happening here? Do you agree with me that that's the same pervert who's who's walking out of the definitely, jewel store? Definitely, 100%. And we'll post, and we'll a, post picture. a picture. It's not a clown. In the Facebook group. 
Oh, and Hodges has just snuck it. Like the pervert is like perfectly lined up with the shadows on the side of the Adobe building. It's fucking brilliant. And he's saying something to Dan Brown here, I think. He's taken Dan's pervert right. from him. Mine. That's a, yeah, that's what he said. Mine now. Mine now. I'm trying to get a good look at this guy. His hands. Okay, so I zoomed in super, super far on this guy. It's definitely a man. It's not a clown. He's wearing a trench coat and he's wearing a fedora. And his hands are positioned in such a way that it is extremely clear to me, at least, that they are definitely manipulating his genitals. And Jack just quickly turned around to check the tiny door. Well, because he's standing in front of a tiny door. That's why. You and so you think when so no, it just scared me for a second, and I thought about the tiny door. And when you see when you say tiny door, do you mean the window? Yeah. And you think windows are tiny doors too? Windows are tiny doors, but they're raised up off the ground. Yes. Aren't they? His hands are definitely manipulating his genitals, right? Look at the way they're positioned. So Hodges has put a pervert in. Yeah, and not a killer clown, which is what the book describes. And not a killer clown. And here's what he said to us in his typical, and this is how you know it's Hodges. I swear to God, even if there was no picture, even if it was just a black canvas, sometimes I would know it was Hodges from the message that he sent to us, which is. This is one fright night Dawn will never forget. That's actually not what it says. Dawn is po- looking at and pointing at the pervert, and it says, this is one yeah. fright night Dawn will never forget. Because fright and night are both capitalized. As is Dawn. So the proper noun there is fright night Dawn, which is Dawn's new nickname. And the one is the masturbating pervert. Uh. And fright night Dawn is incapable of forgetting this one, this one being the masturbating pervert this is one the fright night dawn will never forget so um scary right very very scary scary very um and we should keep an eye out for this guy appearing on more book covers um you know what else is scary tanner how long this episode is running um i'll tell you real fast because as somebody just a little birdie just told me that we're running at low on time um what else is scary is this so the way that Don eventually tracks the murder clown is she traces the clown mask that she saw back to its manufacturer. Yes, the Jolly Roger mask company. Okay, well, let me tell you this, Tanner. And when I brought the image to mind of the clown murderer, I realized that there was one tiny clue I hadn't mentioned to the police. On the back of that clown mask, I'd seen a manufacturer's tag. And when I remembered what it looked like, it gave me the shivers. It was black with a white skull and Mm. crossbones. Tanner, the mask that possessed this woman and turned her into a scary murder clown and made her commit a rampage, even though she has a young son who she's going to leave behind, was created by the Skeleton Faction. You think the Jolly Roger mask company is... Fronted by skeleton faction. Uh, who else would put a white skull and crossbones right. as their, their symbol? symbol? That they do on everything. Skeleton, skeleton faces. faces? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. So she just fell victim to the skeleton faction, and that makes a lot of sense. Yes. I was worried that there was a new, faction, a new faction, the clown faction. Okay. The pirates. But no. it's not. No, that would be too scary. It's not. These are books for this, kids. This is this is yeah. a enchanted mask that the skeleton faction made. And they want us to think, they want us to think that there's a cloud faction, but there's not. Right. 
Can I say something scary while we're doing this segment called Here's a Scary Thing? Okay. Very quickly. Yeah. Let's set up a haunted house in one corner of the gym, Sonny said. You know, where we blindfold kids and make them feel different things, like peeled grapes for eyeballs and cook spaghetti for brains, Jill added. I'm wondering what Jill is that... What what kind of being Jill is oh. that her brain okay, is made that's up what of she like thinks. a bundle of like yeah. fibers. Yeah. Because cooked spaghetti for worms. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. Or sn- little snakes or something. Right. But brains. But for brains, no, maybe a sponge. Maybe a sponge or maybe like a um, wet basketball. Yeah. Okay. That is very scary. So what is Jill? What is Jill? What What kind of species is Jill? She's really given herself away. Yeah. She's like, oh, brains. You mean like the bundle of f- noodles? Yeah. Like wet noodles. Yeah. That's very frightening. Another thing I think we should keep an eye on, and maybe there's an apiologist out there somewhere in yeah. Riddle Babies who knows of species of animals that have noodle brains. Yeah. I don't. I certainly don't. No. I did a little research. I don't think there's anything terrestrial, Jack. Yeah. That has noodle brains. Okay, so that's something. So we need to worry about. I what I think we need Jill to worry is. about what Jill is, because she gave the game away. She was like, uh, or like octopus arms for the tentacles that humans have. <laughs> oh, it's like I'm putting my <laughs> hands in a bowl full of human ink sacs. <laughs> you mean eyeballs? Oh, eyeballs. Uh, very scary. Um, we also got Winona Ryder's guacamole recipe in this book. It's different from other guacamole <laughs> recipes, apparently. Uh, in fact, Winona Ryder had given Maggie the guacamole recipe she told us about. Not that Maggie would show off about something like that. To her, it's just normal to be trading cooking tips with a huge star. Winona was a previously confirmed veil walker. She's a veil walker. She's one of the, the few humans who crosses the veil between our world and the Babysitter's Club world. Two humans were mentioned this week, and they were both previously confirmed veil walkers. Keanu Reeves yeah. and Winona Ryder. And Winona Ryder. But my question my, for you, Tanner, before we sign off here is Babysitter's Club... Mysteries take place in a parallel but adjacent universe. Is this our Winona Ryder entering that parallel universe, or is it a parallel Winona Ryder from a mystery universe? I think this is the thing about Veilwalkers, though, is they're unique creatures. They're unicorns. Okay. They are beings who are lacking a sitterverse, mysteryverse other. So in the in the oh, sitter mystery verse, there is a Jack Shepard and a Tanner Green Ring, and they're mirror yeah. uses, and they're darker, mysterious versions of us, but more mysterious. There is no Winona yeah. Ryder in the mystery verse, and there is no Keanu okay. Reeves, and instead, they have been given they the granted this power through. to walk through the veil and exist in both places. Okay. We couldn't, and we never could. We never could transverse that veil. And God knows we've tried. Because there's a resistance yeah. because there's already a version of us there. Right. And right. we were created by But that is not true for Winona okay. and Keanu. And Christian Slater, new confirmed Veilwalker. And Christian Slater, who's in this one. Yeah. I don't want to criticize her, but I do wish that Ellen would flesh that out a little bit I think more. she doesn't. I think she feels like her reading audience is intelligent enough to kind of suss that out on her own. Okay. All right. All right. No, I get it. I get it. It's right. in there. It's just... I, if she teased it out a little bit more, it would be easier for me. Well, I mean, if you need everything to be fucking it. delivered to you on I a don't, and platter, I don't. maybe, yeah, and but I don't. maybe think about things a little critically and have a little bit of like... I don't need that. 
analysis, like have an analyst's mind about it instead of just like assuming that okay. this is all for your entertainment. It's not. It's for your edification. Okay, so. fine. Anyway, little Timmy's mom goes to jail. The end. The end. And, but Timmy's dad doesn't go to jail. No, but he's mean to dogs. He is mean to dogs. That's how Ellen tries to make us think that he's the clown murderer. Right. Is that at one point he like shouts at a dog who's digging in his yard. Right. And Don's like, Don, who's like both an incredibly gifted detective and incredibly bad at inferring from evidence, is like, well, he was mean to his dog, so he must have done it. Right. I think we should do burns because I always feel bad when we <laughs> Fuck. do them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to read the poem this you time. You read the poem, and I just have a quick question before you read the poem. Yeah. How tall are you? This is my burn. Just really quickly, how tall are you? Five, eight, and three okay, quarters. Perfect. No, no, no. Do now you go ahead and hear the, the end poem? of it. No, no, no. You didn't hear the end of it. Five, eight, and three quarters, which is average height for a man. Read, go ahead and read the poem. Okay. And then I'll tell you my burn. Great. But have you registered everything that I've said? I got Re- it. Repeat it back to me. You said you're five, eight. Go ahead and read the poem. I said I'm five, eight, three quarters. Do you want me to read the poem? At, I'll read it. Okay. And then I'll say you my burn first. Okay, but I just want you to register that when you asked me how tall I am, I immediately said five eight and three quarters, comma, which is average height for a man. Yep. Oh taunt, thou art stick. A very good burn that stings you so right, a knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. It's our burn of the week. It's where we talk about the burns of the week. Tanner, Officer what's Garcia was a small black-haired woman with a gentle voice and a very serious attitude. This perpetrator was armed, she had told me. He showed Miss Casey his gun and forced her to empty the cash register. Miss Casey was the woman who had been behind the counter at Speedy Jack's. She was being questioned in another room. Now, you said he was only about 5'8 or 5'9, said Officer Garcia, pacing the room. Hmm, sounds short for a man. And that's my burn, and the burn's on you because okay. even it's, it's even not. Garcia says between five eight and five nine, yeah. and you, and it's you actually, admitted several times, kind of very yeah. vehemently, that you were between five eight and five nine, which and it's, is pretty pretty short for a man. It's a, and it's not. It's actually not a burn, and, and it's it, and it, well, it turns out it wasn't a man; it was a woman. And unfortunately, I'm going to have to invalidate the burn because five eight and three quarters is average height for a man, and so well, it's not a burn. According to Officer all, Garcia, it's pretty short for a man actually yeah and so the burn is actually on officer garcia who doesn't understand or know what average height for a man is so okay. burn is on officer garcia this week tanner i think we should leave okay and let's go thank you tanner i would like to thank you for bearing with me and i okay <laughs> want to thank you for giving me the best day of my life <laughs> jack you're welcome, <laughs> you're <very> welcome. <laughs> Uh, baby nation, riddle babies, riddle nation. Thank you for bearing with us. Please take a moment, if you have not yet, to go to our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com/slash bscc podcast. It is very easy to subscribe for just five dollars a month. You get a whole new show, and we sing the intros. Someone said in the Facebook page today. Oh, yeah. Also, join our Facebook group. Baby Nation. It's the Baby Nation Facebook group. It's a private group, so you have to ask, and you have to answer which is your favorite babysitter. Yeah. And mostly my wife approves everyone, so if you don't answer, she will not approve you. Yeah. 
Someone said today that they prefer the Illy Baby Little Sister Little episodes. That was the first one I saw. It. I was like, at first I was offended, and then I was like, how could I be? It's we make both of them. They're both <laughs> we make them both, and they're both good. Yeah, but they're good, and it's worth it's worth subscribing to. It's only five dollars a month. It's the cost of a cup of coffee, and you get a whole new show, and we sing the intros. Hey, where are and- you buying coffee, bud? Right, it's expensive coffee place. One of it's your fancy of Austin coffee places. Cup of coffee and then a right, tip. Right? Oh, okay. And that's, well, it sounds like a pretty generous tip. Tip your baristas. Oh, that's nice. And if you're a barista in Baby Nation. Yeah, we would um, ha- have tipped you. And we're encouraging people to tip you, so. Yeah. We're the real heroes. Yeah. <laughs> there goes my hero. Um, take a moment to buy our merch, bit.ly slash BSCC merch. There's Jack has confirmed that he's reached there. out to his designers to get new merch made. So yeah. balls firmly in Jack's court. We're thinking about doing a uh, Strike Against the Patriarchy t-shirt. Let's just do like two or three t-shirts. Let's do a few, maybe special edition, limited edition. Um, We're going to do two or three t-shirts. Look out for that very soon. And please, for the love of God, rate and review our show on iTunes. We do all the work to rate and review these books on iTunes for Tim Cook. You can help us out by rating and reviewing our show. Tim pays attention to that kind of stuff. He really does, and we really need to stay in his good graces. This week, we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 17, Dawn and the Halloween Mystery. Next week, we're going to be reading a little book called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 18, Stacy and the Mystery at the Empty House. It's very scary. Automatic four-star, as you know, but we'll... I mean, it might get deducted to three stars if it's a bad book. Yeah. But it's okay. an automatic four star yeah, because it's a Stacey, Stacey book. So yeah. be prepared for that in the review. And it sounds like nothing happens in it because she's just hanging out in an empty house. Empty house. Right. This week, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. Claudia's wearing a bra now. The way she talks, you would think that boys had just been, been invented. Invented. And I say it by myself. And I say it sometimes too. If it record, my numbers are going up. I just put in fresh batteries. Every, I've got my thing plugged in. That's the, what the difference between you and me is I leave nothing to chance. Famous well, last word. I'm words. stuck in a tiny room with no outlets, so. Yikes. Oh, and now he's taking a big swig of vino. Oh, yeah. It's Cabernet. Um, let's count. One. A Cabernet is vino. Yeah, I know. And I was getting more specific. I have a question. Yeah. Let's count. Okay. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>